Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. This week on Underdogs, it's a Super Bowl prop special. We take a deep look at what's going to happen in the game and then all the crazy things that go on around it that you can bet on. The cry goes up both far and near for Underdog. Underdog. Countdown going on right now. Morrow up to Schultz. Five seconds left in the game. Do you believe in miracles? Yes! Hey, George, the dream is alive. Underdog. And I guess there's only one thing left to do. Win the whole fucking thing. It's the underdogs back with you. I'm your host, Jordan Brenner, joined as always by my co-host, Peter Keating. Peter, Super Bowl. Are you ready, Jordan? Are you excited? Are you you ready for the platters of food, the insane prop bets? Um, There's no real underdogs. I don't think there's a real underdog angle to the game itself, but that just opens up everything else for us to talk about. I mean... I'm so excited. We have standing plans with another family in town, and my wife makes this amazing, amazing tray of nachos every year. (laughs) There was a chance that she was going to have to travel and miss the Super Bowl, and we weren't even going to be invited to our friend's house without my wife and her nachos. So uh, how dare they? But she's in. We're in. The game's going to be great. Wait, and, wait, Jordan, wait, Jordan. Like many of your stories, that reveals a little more than it intends to. Yeah. Your wife's not home. Your Nobody wants me. Correct. Your friends aren't having you over. Okay. That's right. But sure she's home. Got, got that going. on the record. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Exactly. But we want to give you something more to look forward to than just nachos and friends who may or may not want you there. Right. Uh, a guy so, who doesn't have to bring his family for to be welcome on our show. That's right. So we're joined by Austin Mock of The Athletic. He is an expert in predictive analytics, builds models, tells you what's going to happen. So we are going to do a special prop bet episode today. Austin, welcome in. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. Uh, excited for the uh, the game to finally get here. And I am a sucker for nachos, so I can't understand if, you know, if the nachos are not going to be there. I can understand maybe uh, losing your invite. I mean, these are like fully loaded. You know, they've got everything on them. She puts a lot of effort into this. It's fantastic. Awesome. I have two quick questions. Did your model give out odds for the chances you'll actually enjoy doing this show beforehand? Number one. And number two, have you done so many prop bet calculations that you're in a white padded cell room right now? Because for those of you who can't see, Austin appears to be locked in a white room. So I hope hope the environment's conducive to advanced analytical thinking. Yeah, uh, number one, hundred percent model output. If I'm going to enjoy the show, I love, uh, I love just talking sports in general. That's the the awesome part here. Um, second, yeah, it's white paneling. It just doesn't show up very well. There's a lighting issue, <laughs> sure. but it feels like that okay. because well, I am white lost paneling. In the... <laughs> yeah, that's in. I hear that's in. Okay, white. I'm, I'm lost. I'm lost into the prop bets. There's honestly like it's 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 such a fun time because there are a lot of things, but like, it's, it's, it's a little bit too much at times where I'm just like, all right, let's get the game going here. We're a couple days away. Let's just start this thing and, and get it going. 
Well, well, let's get into it because there are a million things to bet on. And if you're new or relatively new to props, it can it can be very overwhelming looking at like the DraftKings menu and seeing every single option. So big picture, what's your approach in terms of what you do with your models to sort of zero in on bets that are, are worthwhile making? And how do you sort through the the all the madness? Yeah, for for me, I, I try to stick towards the player based ones. Um there's there's just so many like honestly there's one, like my biggest issue is like someone will be like hey uh what are you seeing odds wise for uh, some random prop like fourth down conversions or something and i'm like i, I let me find it because it takes like it, sometimes because you like the list is so long you navigating the whatever you know sports book you're looking at can can take a bit so um, I try to stick towards the uh, the player props, and then you know I have friends that I talk with that also model, and and those are more of like the crowdsource when I get into you know like defensive uh, special teams touchdowns or something you know the the crazy stuff. I try to stay stick towards the traditional props that are, you'll see during the NFL season. So on the player side, what are one or two things that are are really sticking out in your model that's worth you know throwing a couple bucks down? Yeah, I th- I think my favorite. It's not a big name player, but Noah Gray receiving yards over eleven and a half. Um, I think mm-hmm. there's some in the minus one fifteen range, minus one twenty. Uh, you can get it. I think that's a pretty good price. Um, I know Kelsey has kind of had this reemergence in the in the playoffs, but you know he had uh, Gray had five targets against Baltimore. He had three against Buffalo. He's getting like he's consistently getting in the you know in the game plan. Um, and you know, it's just one of those, it's easier said than done, but the Niners, Hey, let's shut down Kelsey because he's the explosive option that they have. Maybe that opens up some options for gray here and, you know, Andy Reed, maybe cook something up for him. I don't know, but uh, he's, he's in the game plan enough that I think 11 and a half is a little short here. So when you're, when you're making those projections, can you take us a little bit under the hooks? I listen to other podcasts and, and I hear predictive analytics folks. They'll say, well, my model says this. I, a, a lot of people I don't think understand how you do this. Are you looking at what underlying metrics are you looking at? I imagine, you know, uh, routes run participation, target share, things like that. How are you are you ultimately projecting a total for him based on those underlying metrics? How does it work? Yeah, so I, I have my game projection. I predict, you know, I have the I have the Niners favored by one total of 47. And from there, you can kind of build out where the, you know, the yards are going to come from, you know, depending on how much a team passes, how much a team throws. And then from there, you go into, like you said, target share. Um, and, and, you know, rush attempt share, same thing with the quarterbacks, how often they're going to throw and everything. So, um, everything gets spit out of how basically a piece of a pie. So you can, like my model can pull someone out. Um, you know, it's it, like if Rasheed Rice somehow did not play, everything would get adjusted for that. Just like how the sports, sports books would have to adjust as well. So, uh, it, it's interchangeable in that way, because if you're not doing it that way, I feel like you're probably setting yourself up for, for some inaccuracies when there's so, injuries or something. So what's great about that is it starts out with an overall universe of points, right? And so you can't just have everybody over because you have a feeling like everybody's over, which is what I think, a, or under, which is a lot of what a lot of other fans, you know, a lot of fans tend to do. But is there anything about the history of the Super Bowl as opposed to the universe of this particular matchup that you include? Because Super Bowls always obviously feature two very good teams, right? Playing on a neutral, warm weather field. There's certain factors that his history might matter or does it matter at all in your model? Yeah, it's tough because it's such a small sample, um, you know, in the grand scheme, whatever, Super Bowl 58, right? There's only 
been 58 of these. Um, so you, you kind of look at like maybe playoff games in general. You know, I know people talk about like maybe it's first half nerves and it takes a little bit for teams to get going and whatnot. Um, but my model, my model just sticks to the, you know, it's dome. Like dome versus outside, there's a factor to how many points are going to be scored. You know, that affects kickers. I know it's big on like how many kickers total points in that essence. So that's affected by the dome versus outside aspect as well. But um, yeah, it's it's nothing that like, oh, Super Bowl adjustment, anything like that. I haven't seen anything that's statistically relevant. There might be something. For instance, I think quarterbacks run more in the playoffs than they do in the regular season. So you do have to, like, if you're just looking at like, Hey, Mahomes averages, I don't know what his averages off the top. I had one and a half rushing I attempts do. per game. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, it, that number goes up in the playoffs because, and I mean, we saw it last week or two weeks ago with Brock Purdy as well. So I think that's yep. one of those types of adjustments, not necessarily like a scoring effect or anything like that. So that's perfect segue. Cause I was actually looking at a couple things that I might want to bet last night. And one of the things I was trying to zero in on was rushing quarterback rushing props. So I dove into Mahomes first because I do have the sense that the bigger the game gets, the more he's willing to tuck it and run instead of check down. So again, I don't know how right now his rushing prop is 26 and a half. Okay. I really do want to take the over in three Super Bowls to your point. Um, Mahomes has had 44 rushing yards, 33 and 29. So he's cleared it in all three of the Super Bowls he played in. Again, not a huge meaningful sample, but maybe there's some signals there. Okay. I also um wait, 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 Jordan. Uh, that that's interesting because I feel the same way, but about Purdy. Brock Purdy's over under rushing yards is only 12 and a half. Uh, right. He ran for 48 against Detroit. Kansas City hasn't been great against the run. I think he's going to be under pressure. And here's one piece of strategy I think is important. I think when sometimes when you look at these bets, if you're going to take the long shot, it helps to take something that could help that that could that could win on one single busted or even accidental play. Like if you're if you're taking somebody to get 30 rushing attempts, that's hard to do by accident. But Brock Purdy could get 13 yards on one scramble. Sure, you know? but that's baked in. I, let, me, let me finish on Mahomes, then we'll, we'll get because I've got some numbers I'm on sorry. 32. But... Jordan, you talked so long about Mahomes, I thought you were done, but but please. Yeah. No, I appreciate You know, I love it when you chime in with something completely separate. It's awesome. Makes for please a great proceed. show. Please, please proceed, Governor. All right, Mahomes. So we talked about his rushing yards um, in three Super Bowls. So far in the playoffs, he's averaged 25 rushing yards a game, so that's just below the prop. Um, I also so, looked so talking bit, about baked in. That seems like it's a little baked in right there. I also looked at at how the Chiefs have done against, um, excuse me, how the how the 49ers have done against what you would consider running quarterbacks. So anybody who averages at least 15 rush yards per game against the 49ers, four of the eight cleared the 26 and a half. The ones who cleared it cleared it big. Uh, Carson Wentz, Lamar Jackson, Kyler Murray, Joshua yeah. Dobbs. Um, for some reason, Sam Howell didn't run much against them, and Jalen they shut down Jalen Hurts. But uh, with all that, 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 that Dobbs game was great. Yeah, we'll get this to to Purdy in a second. Austin, do you think there's any value on on Mahomes' rushing prop there? Yeah, this is the tough one. <clears throat> um, <clears throat> sorry, uh, my my numbers don't have anything there. Um, mm -hmm. If anything, I'd lean a little bit towards the under. The issue what I bring up is now. This is where it's like twofold. I'm going to talk out of both sides of my mouth. You mentioned his previous Super Bowl marks. I believe he had like minus 15 yards in kneels against the 49ers in that Super Bowl. I think they were doing the like he was dropping back and like wasting time because I think they had like 55 seconds, if I remember, or something like that. So like he was way over that number. At the same time, it's it's like against Miami. 
they were in control of the game. He only had two carries. So, you know, it's just one of those things that, and, and he only has 15 and 19 yards in the, in the other two games. So, it's one of those, like, I think the boomer bust factor is huge here. Um, and, and game script is huge. If, if you think like Kansas city is going to control this game, that probably bodes well for the under. If you think it's going to kind of be a shootout, then Mahomes is going to be, you know, going for a, a lot of scrambles. Cause that's just how he plays. So nothing really for me, but I, I do think it's just one of those things where I, because of that effect, these quarterbacks run more, it's really hard for me to uh, like really have an opinion one way or the other. And I'm with I'm with Peter on Purdy. The, the prop is only 12 and a half. He really didn't have to run much in the regular season because A, they were blowing teams out. B, he's got amazing check down options. But he one of the things people don't get right about Purdy is he's athletic. Right. He ran a lot in college, a lot. And right. um, someone made a comment the other day being surprised or something like, you know, not very athletic quarterback or, or you know, scrambled when he had to. He can run. So well, and, you know, and one the of the 48 things, yards against the Lions might be ridiculous, but right. that's what 14 against Green Bay. But it's a sign about something that, that's going to make this game different from a lot of the games that both the Chiefs and the 49ers have been in so far this season, which is I don't think either team's going to control this game. I don't know if it's going to be a shootout because there may be great defensive plays as well. But I think both teams are going to be under pressure and producing and it's it's going to be. It's it's not I don't think there's gonna be one team on cruise control in this game, which causes which you know leads which bodes well for both quarterbacks to be involved in a lot of action plays. Austin, you mentioned Noah Gray over eleven and a half receiving yards. What else stands out to you in your model? Yeah, I like uh Pacheco any <clears throat> anytime T D plus one or sorry, minus one twenty in that range. Um I, I think again, kind of tying this into the quarterback running situation, the Chiefs will not do a quarterback sneak with Patrick Mahomes. Um, maybe maybe it's a little bit different in the Super Bowl because it's the final game, like if it's late in the game or something. But ever since he dislocated his knee, they will not do that. So when they get inside the you know five or anything like that, it's going to be pounded away or they're going to throw. So um, the thing that I like about this is Pacheco is active in the passing game as well. Um, I always think that's pretty big if you're not – he's not your typical like goal line back or anything, but he runs hard down there. So I'm not afraid of him – getting taken off the field inside the five or anything like that. So I think there's some value there. Let me ask you too on Pacheco, both his over uh, his rush yards, 66 and a half and most rush yards in the game, plus plus one forty. He's cleared that six, 66 and a half in all three playoff games and five mm-hmm. of his last six games. And as we know, the Niners been getting gashed in the run game lately, 138 yards given up to Gibbs and Montgomery, 108 to Aaron Jones. Um, the Cardinals three or four games ago, James Connor went for 86 and, uh, Emilio DeMarcado went for four, 64. That this seems to have been a weakness for them lately. Do you think there's any value there at all? Yeah, I, I wrote uh, a piece in the beginning of the playoffs why this 49ers won't win the Super Bowl, and it was because of their rush defense, and that's going to allow other basically, you know, to keep their offense off the field. And I do wonder if that's going to be baked into the game plan. It's kind of weird when you have Patrick Mahomes, and it's like, hey, we might be able to have something in the rush game. We saw that in the first half against the Lions as well. So. Uh, model wise, I, I, I'm I'm at like 65, so nothing nothing really there. But it does seem like they're willing to. I, I, I the Miami game is a little bit weird because it was cold and everything. But you know, 15 for 97 against Buffalo, and that was a game that, that mm-hmm. felt like they were on life support. And then they got their lead against Baltimore, and they didn't do anything in the second half, and he still got the 68. So yeah, I it, it's one of those. Those are one of those ones that I think maybe because of the game script is going to be a huge thing here, obviously. Mm-hmm. But even still, I think part of the game plan will be trying to 
to figure out that 49ers defense and why it's it's why it struggles. Before we go, give us a, a couple other quick hitters um, if you're looking to build out a card here. Uh, Rasheed Rice, anytime touchdown at plus 130. I think he could be kind of similar to the Noah Gray piece. If they take away Kelsey, he, I think he's an emerging star. Um, I do like Debo Samuel, anytime touchdown as well. I, I think he, everybody talks about McCaffrey and Debo kind of was banged up in the, you know, for a little bit there. I think he's, you know, with the week off, I think he's going to be primed for a big game. Um, so those are the two I like, and, and I'm going to go. Brock Purdy pass completions under 20 and a half. I think they're going to try to run the mm. game. I know there's some matchups, the outside zone, Kansas City struggled uh, defending against. I think it could be a, a, a very heavy run-based uh, game, and it could be for both sides, so we could have a quick game here where there's not a lot of opportunities to pass. I think so. I think that may, and I, you know what? Building a parlay based around the under and uh, some rushing props may not be the worst idea in this case. Yeah, that's if you are yeah. going to parlay for anybody like right. do try to find the correlated ones. Don't be like, you know, <laughs> uh right. Mahomes over completions <laughs> right. and Kelsey under receptions or something like that. Right. Uh do try to find the the ones that coincide, you know, if you want if you like the rushing overs, maybe you bet the full game or parlay the full game under in it. Just just try to be careful, don't go too crazy with the parlays cuz they can <laughs> proceed with caution. Yes. <laughs> understood but for people who want to throw five ten bucks down on something with a bit longer odds just to enjoy the game yeah and at if, least, you, if you like if we you, said at least look for correlation yeah, if you believe that this version of the chiefs which we've seen for the past month is the one that's going to show up and it's not just because of scheme changes as austin pointed out it's because of the mahomes injury then those rushing those rushing props are and the scoring ones on rushing are pretty interesting all right. Well, like we said, correlation is key. And I think there's no doubt that correlating reading and listening to Austin Mock is helpful for success betting this game. So Austin, thank you so much for joining us. Um, hopefully you find some good nachos too and enjoy the Super Bowl. Yeah, thank you. I you know, I'm glad that you're gonna you got your invite and everything works out. I'll be enjoying nachos as well. Like I said, I'm a sucker for a good plate of nachos during the Super Bowl. Awesome. Well, invite uh, care. Austin, your invite is standing. So anytime we'd love great. To I lo love to hear it. Underdog. Underdog. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks. Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra. Just perfection and a straw coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Remember the best vacation you've ever taken? Make your next one even better with Get Your Guide. With Get Your Guide, you can book over 100,000 unforgettable experiences in the U.S. and around the world. Want to see the Grand Canyon from a helicopter? They got you. Watching a wrestling match in Mexico City? No problem. Or how about a guided tour of Rome's ancient ruins? Wherever you're going, whatever you're into, book your next travel experience at GetYourGuide.com. Underdog. Underdog. We're back, and while you might enjoy betting on standard things like how many yards Patrick Mahomes rushes for or whether Travis Kelsey scores a touchdown, we know what you're really interested in. That's right. They're called the novelty props. They come out for the Super Bowl. 
Some of them are not available in various states, but if you live in New Jersey, like Peter does, you can bet all kinds of things, whether it's the length of the national anthem to the color of the Gatorade bath to the coin toss to you name it. And of course, all sorts of Taylor Swift related things on special books elsewhere. So let's dive right into that. Peter, hit us with some novelty. Jordan, every year we got your scorigami, you got your octopus. These things are old hat by now. By the way, I recommend voting, uh, voting, <laughs> vote, vote with your wallet, uh, betting against or don't bet at all. Don't touch the scorigami. Don't touch the octopus. The 49ers and the Chiefs score sevens and threes. Jordan, they don't score two point conversions. They're not going to go to the same guy twice. So, yep. For those yeah. who don't know, a scorigami means a game that ends in a unique score that's never been achieved before in a football game. An octopus is when the same player scores a touchdown and the two point conversion to follow at eight points. Octopus, go right, on. Right now, very quickly, uh, the Chiefs were involved in a scorigami this season in the playoffs, but that was their 56 to 19 game. Um, and that's not going to happen. It's not going to be a 56 to 19 game in this year. It's just says the scorigami value is not there. As far as the octopus is concerned, these teams scored 50, 60 touchdowns each during the regular season. Combined, they went for one two-point conversion and missed it. It's just that's not going to happen. Instead, what's captivated me this year, which I think you will love, are the cross-sport prop bets. You oh, can, yeah. You can bet on stuff happening in the Super Bowl and in something that has nothing to do with the NFL as, as you're as you're joined. Uh, as you join your bets together. And I got a couple of ones that I that I love. Here's here's a cool one. Uh, you can bet on Nick Bosa to have more sacks in this game than the total number of hole-in-ones or holes-in-one at the Waste Management Phoenix Open, which, as you know, is also happening this weekend and is a crazy-ass golf thing where the fans are actually get into it and cheer and drink a lot and they're rowdy. It's the rowdiest, most popular event on the schedule hole 16 has a lot of holes in one i'm telling you all this because it makes people think there are a ton of holes in one at the at the at, at phoenix okay there are some um <clears throat> and hole 16 is a par three relatively easy shot but there's only been 12 holes in one since this course opened in phoenix in 1987 that's about one every three years over his career uh, Bosa has had a sack in about 0.6 sacks per game over his career. This year, he got a lot more pressures than sacks, so his numbers are depressed. Again, that creates value. Now, this is only minus 130, okay? So it's not a long shot, but it's fun, and I think it's a it's a it's it's an obvious good bet. Uh, if you want a little more value, okay, I love the idea of Christian McCaffrey total rushing yards. It's plus 300 to be, <laughs> to be greater than the highest scoring college basketball team on February 10th, Saturday before the Super Bowl. Ooh. Now tell me why. Cause that's, that's, I mean, somebody's going to at least get in the high nineties, right? How often does that happen? It does not happen as often. College as basketball. Yeah. The highest scoring teams that are playing that day, Alabama, Arizona, you can go to Samford if you want the top of the top 10 highest scoring college basketball teams seven or eight of them, depending on how you want to define it, play a really good defense. And they're averaging in the 80s. There's not a hot, particularly high-scoring... Yeah, but aren't there like small teams. college games too that count? And I, I, I'm, It just takes one to go nuts, Well, it's, right? it's, plus, it's plus 300. Now, look, um, if McCaffrey goes for 130, he's gonna, no one's going to get there. So his ceiling is higher. And also, it's, it's, it, you can't find McCaffrey plus 300 to get 100 or 110 yards. But Peter, this is still too... 
too sports too, focused. Too, I I, I want right. to get into the one people really care about. And right. That's the Gatorade bath. Okay. <laughs> Jordan, I can't stand these bets. These are these are like random. This is like rolling dice. Wait, why don't we bet on the coin toss? These are crazy. There have been so many articles written about the Gatorade. I know. I'm trying to find statistical significance. Okay, so here's what we know. The numbers have been offered up everywhere since 2001. Okay, in the last 23 times. Orange has been the leader with five uh, orange Gatorade baths. That's 21.4%. Clear slash water four times, blue four times, no Gatorade bath four times. Okay. This is like the betting odds, on the sausage race in Milwaukee. The yeah. odds this year purple plus 225, <laughs> yellow slash green plus 300, orange plus 300, blue plus 350, red plus 350, clear plus 1,000, and then no Gatorade bath plus 1,600. Here's what I've decided after reading all of these articles trying to make sense of it. There's no way to make sense of it, okay? There, there's there's right. sometimes they repeat a color, sometimes they don't. It really doesn't have anything to do with the team's uniform color and on and on. So here's what I'm thinking. If you're so, consisting... so it's like the, the seven train may win the race, the subway race at, at, at City Field, right? On the big screen. You don't know. Nobody knows. If you're insisting on betting, say $10 on this, okay? Here's what I'm going uh, here's what I would do. Bet on the clear slash water. It's happened four times, and and there is my favorite. It's it's the highest odds. So if you're going to do it, at least go for the gold, right? At plus one thousand. And there is my favorite scenario that leads to this is it doesn't have to be intentional. It also opens up. There's always water on the sideline. It opens up the possibility that someone right. just grabs the wrong drug right. right and pours it on them. We, so we, we we talked about how if you want to bet a long shot, bet on something that can happen by accident. That's in right. One play. Yep. We've also so, talked a lot about if it's totally random, bet the longest shot because it's totally random. So, right. so I'm going with, yes. I think the answer is clear, shall yeah. we say. Yeah, the answer is clear. And now it's time to get Swift. We're going to bring in our resident Taylor Swift expert, our producer, Sarah McCrory. Um, look what we made you do. Yeah. You got to speak about this. Without She's you, been this analyzing... You know that gif of the guy with the crazy, you know, the chalkboard, the the corkboard, and the strings attached, and pointing to every different direction. Sarah's been in that room for the past week, trying to make sense of what's going on with Taylor Swift. Break it down for us. Yeah, without you, there'd be a blank space in the show. Well, I appreciate all the Taylor Swift puns because those are pretty good. And I know Peter is a Swifty, but I have there are crazy Taylor Swift bets you can get right now. You can literally get will travis kelsey be seen kissing taylor swift after the game Ooh, what are plus the odds on that one plus 110 plus 110 yeah i think that's a great one i think absolutely if the chiefs win they that's will be it seen. that's but a that's yes. see that's why uh, but that's here's the thing yes. the chiefs have to win for that to happen so you're already of course i think majority of these that i've been seeing the chiefs have to win but what okay. one that's pretty cool that i i'm looking at that i think if I were a betting woman, if I could bet on these in my state, I would take Will Taylor Swift be seen mouthing a curse word during the CBS telecast. Oh, what are the odds? Plus 300. She's been seen cursing already at games. I think she's really into it. I think she 100% that that I think will will hit that bet will hit. I also just want to say you can bet on if Taylor Swift's navel will be shown on CBS plus 800. And I actually think you've got a strong case because the game will be played indoors. And mm. she, was, <laughs> she was kind of ridiculed for her outfit last week or two weeks ago. So she might step it up. She doesn't usually show her navel, but you never know. Well, there you have it. If you want to bet on Taylor Swift's navel, just uh, hit up Sarah McCrory. She'll tell you when and where it'll happen. Until then... 
I'm Jordan Brenner. That's Peter Keating. And That's, we uh, we are the Department of Tortured Poets. <laughs> Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.